0: So I think it would be fair to say that a good percentage of you at some point in your life have known someone or come across someone or still know someone that is kind of I guess we could say shady you don't know what they're up to you think you know they might be a drug dealer, they might be involved with certain groups or something like this. And some of you might know people that are directly involved with the government who can't even speak of what they're talking about or sorry of what they're working on within their respective jobs or, or what have you right now. The reason I bring this up is because I would like you to envision going for a walk in the forest with um, you know in the town that you live in a small town it doesn't have to be within the West anywhere in the world you go for a walk with your boyfriend or your girlfriend your wife your husband what have you right and this is a regular walk that you take you know every weekend or something like this just to get some exercise And you're walking throughout this forest, and then you see a dead body, what looks to be a dead human body from a distance, and you say to yourself, okay, hold on a second, this might not be the case, but let's take a look. You go and you look, and you see it is clearly a mutilated human body, but the way that it's been mutilated it looks to be so precise that it's almost scary. Now, you're not a doctor, you're not a vet, nothing like this, right? The first thing you do is you say to yourself, hold on, maybe I'm seeing things in ways that I don't understand because I'm not a doctor. These mutilations that look so specific and meticulous may not actually be as meticulous as I thought. So I'm going to take it to the local doctor within the town that you live in right now the doctor just so happens to be the shady person that you know now not involved in like you know organized crime or whatever but you know that they have some type of government connection that they're very quiet about but everyone in that town and this is probably a town of say you know Two, 3000 people give or take everyone knows to kinda just let the doctor do his business he's very nice to everyone in the town he's not bothering anyone so you don't bother him about his secretive work right you then take the body to the doctor because it's such a small town it's like you know the police and you have, there's like two cops in the town you know what I mean just imagine that for a second you take the body to the doctor instead of calling the cops because you know that this is something very strange and anomalistic and it needs to be examined the doctor then looks at the body and examines it looks directly at you and your partner with a with a face that you've probably never seen ever or you've rarely seen before the doctor's face turns pale white and then the doctor says to both you and your partner both of you need to leave now. This never happened. Now, I need you to keep that in mind. But before I do that, I want to give a special happy birthday to Alec. Brother, thank you so much for, uh, for being a member. And thank you so much for, um, for everything that you do and watching the content. I wish you nothing but the best. I'd also like to give a shout out to Rudy. In addition to Ben Shropshire and Grand Rising. So, all of you, thank you so much. I know there's much more to get to. And I'm working on it. I'm doing my best as quickly as I can. I promise. Now... The title of this episode is called "The Vest," the time blood chambers that are preparing for high tension conflicts. Now, it's not as complicated as it might sound, but first, let me just break it down very simply. Vest stands for Vertically enigma- Enigmatic, excuse me, Sustainability of Time. Now. The way we're going to break this down is very simple. We're going to start with something called the Cobra Revelation. And you might say, okay, why is this called the Cobra Revelation and what have you? Well, there was at one point a small UFO group that I won't say the name because they got shut down and some of them are still being uh, mysteriously disappeared, which is very sad to see. But someone by the name of Cobra from a high-level G7 source reached out to this group and provided images as well as some revelations of some form of disclosure that seems to have been accurate very recently. But the images are the key thing here. Now, the reason why it's called the vest is because it is a form of energy that we'll be talking about in way more detail in the members only episode coming tomorrow. But what you're going to find here is that look at these images, for example, that are are publicized from this gentleman by the codename of Cobra with high level clearance. These are images taken from underneath a hovering ufo all right and what we see here is this seems to be some type of thermal vision or what have you i don't know i'm not sure of the specifics some of you might know but take a look at this look at the energy that is emitting and these are three different ufos by the way look at the energy emitting from the center of the ufo take a look at that Do, why is it that there is energy emitting from what seems to be based on the angle a certain percentage of that is perpendicular to that of the circle of the overall shape of the craft. The reason for this is because this is not the energy that makes the craft actually do what it does in terms of flight and light speed and time travel and teleportation and things like this. The reason this energy is within that specific spot is because that is actually the the energy that is used to store certain human blood types, specifically RH Null, within the ship. Now, the reason why I say this is because not only has this anonymous person by the name of Cobra brought this up and presented these images as a form of evidence to further our investigation into this but this is also consistent with Carla Turner and I know I've brought her up a lot lately but again I want to break down everything she said and then you can decide for yourselves. Carla Turner talked about how there is a certain location within the ship that is energetically and electromagnetically magnified within that of a stasis dormant state that is where certain extraterrestrials specifically the tall greys not so much the Pleiadians or the tall whites, the Nordics, the Venusians, but the tall grays are extracting souls and are mutilating human bodies in order to keep them there and they're trying to take them off planet. The reason for this is because there is preparation for a secret space program war, so to speak. Now, I say the word war very carefully because when we say war, we might think of something like, you know, out of Star Trek or Star Wars, there's going to be some type of intergalactic war. Not even close. The war is actually already going on as we speak between different secret space programs with humans and aliens Aliens aligned and I want to make something very clear because this has to do with the perception of the overall way in which things operate a lot of people have the misconception that because aliens have come to earth and they've partnered with certain humans within certain government respective countries like you know some have partnered for example with Putin others have partnered with uh, the United States and what have you they people tend to generally think I'm sorry to say they but The masses tend to think that the war has to do with Earth. No, humans are just another species that have now chosen a side. It's as simple as that. It's not like we're anything special. We're not the center of the universe, right? Now, the reason why I bring this up is because in the members only episode tomorrow, you guys are gonna see a bunch of footage that will provide evidence to suggest that there is a war occurring, and if there isn't, it is slowly but surely happening. And not only that, but Putin's speech from about two to three weeks ago regarding some type of galactic galactic space war, excuse me, that the people that the media within the West, the mainstream media within the West, did not air, which you could find very easily online, also hints at this as well. Now Not only do we see these photographs and images that supply evidence and substantiate the possibility of a certain part of these tall gray spacecraft being that of an adrenochrome extraction, soul extraction, and human mutilation, but on top of that, if we take a look here at darkparadox88.blogspot.com, again, not necessarily a, uh, a mainstream media website, if you will, let's take a look here. And I quote, This 1994 abduction case involves the most disturbing death of a single human being ever seen. The human was subject to a brutal mutilation. Yes, the reality is that what happened to him is far more disturbing than brutality. This was systematic mutilation. Whoever they were had a level of stunning precision. They were specific about what body parts and internal organs they wanted. They removed the left eye, the left ear, the lips, the tongue, and the jawbone in the upper torso. Two drainage holes were perfectly cut into the chest, and the entire rectum track had been cored out, leaving a large gaping hole, similar to how an apple core remover will slice out the center, leaving the outside fully intact. Alright? Further perplexing is the fact that there was no blood it is clear that this uh, systematic mutilation was executed with speed, precision, and powered by some form of advanced intelligence. And that's what makes this case so disturbing. Alright? Now, here's the other end quote. What I want to mention as well, quickly, is that I'm going to be putting up the police report of this mutilation to provide you guys evidence right now. But in about 5 to 10 seconds, for those watching with children or anything like this, I will provide images of this human mutilated body that did in fact occur um, in Brazil uh, all the way back in the mid to late 90s. Now, viewer discretion is advised. I'm putting it up now. There's about, I believe, um, five... uh, No, sorry, six, six images. I might... I might not actually put up one of them because I might get removed for doing this or I might get this, this video taken down if I do this. But anyways, the point is this. Keep in mind the body parts I mentioned, the jaw, the rectum, things like this. I know this might be a far-reaching connection, but I have to present it because if I don't, then no one will ever even c- consider it, or, or maybe some of you will, but uh, you know, a large portion won't. These parts that were removed just so happen to be the same parts that seven bishops within the Vatican back in 1994 also had operations on, which we can now find to be the case on public record. Now, I know you might be saying, Dave, why? Do, what does this have to do with you know something from 1994? Why are you bring this up? Because, guys, if we don't call it like it is from. 25 years ago? How the hell are we going to be able to even have an idea of what's occurring right now? Seriously, if we don't do it, if we don't look at what happened in the past, just like with history in general, unless we learn from our history, we're doomed to repeat it. Now, we may not be able to control to that extent, but it's good to know and understand that we have to see things for what they really are. Now, the other thing I want to mention, too, is that... The certain high energy, chi- uh, ener- energy ships excuse me, that have this type of ability are also ships that tend to go directly to deep underwater bases, not underground, underwater. There seems to be a very strange anomalistic sighting having to do with these ships. The reason for that is because there are certain underwater ships that are not, by any stretch of the imagination, sanctioned by any human country that have been here far longer than that in which certain, um, I guess we could say, civil. Civilizations of humans were able to intellectually interpret and understand what was occurring. Now, the next thing I want to reference to as well is that I want to reference to the unknown Again, it is a not so mainstream media website, but here's the interesting thing, and I quote, however, one covert intent of Pope Francis Begoglio's statement was to divert public attention from his recent trial and conviction by the International Common Law Court of Justice in Brussels for participation in secret satanic infanticide and rape as part of the Ninth Circle rituals that accompany the coronation of every Pope in the last 70 years. The intent, timing, and substance of the Jesuit Pope's announcement was set by the agenda of the Jesu- Jesuits. End quote. Now, I'm not trying to talk about you know the different factions and what have you. The point here is this why is it that right when the pope was about to be convicted this is in 2014 of these crimes however it was not publicized okay this seemed to be within this particular court case there was a connection to certain rituals that had occurred from the mutilation of this 1994 body in brazil that had to do with being replaced and transplanted of the bishops sorry into the bishops from the vatican he called a meeting of the world's top scientist on a public level to discuss the realistic possibility of extraterrestrial life now there may be other poor purposes but one of them was to cover for the fact that this had actually been found out and had been revealed but of course the mainstream media is not going to report on it you know that I know that everyone knows that now the other thing I want to point out too is that if we take a look at this article here from nature.com it says here a mechanistic model sorry, mechanistic model of the neural entropy increase elicited by psychedelic drugs, end quote. Now, if we take a look here, this is nature.com in the scientific report section, very, very highly respected, quote unquote, mainstream, if you will, right? When we examine this, what we're going to find is that it seems as though psychedelics tend to be the entry into communications with different beings that are trying to warn of these types of human mutilations. Because again, there's anywhere from 600,000 to a million children and in some cases young adults some of them, very little, but middle-aged, that go missing every year. And if you, you'll know this because if you're a member on Patreon, you'll have heard that in the radio conversation that was covered in, uh, in yesterday's episode. But the point is this. The psychedelic drugs here that are mentioned in this study are the same psychedelic drugs or seem to be, I don't want to say d- definitively, but seem to be the same type of substances that have been mentioned in the recently discovered Israeli Dead Sea Scrolls. All right now if we take a look here at the Israeli Dead Sea Scrolls we'll see that these were our piece by piece separated but if we look more into the report and we delve into it more what we're going to find is that these scrolls had to do with the description of a certain substance of an energetic um, I guess we could say ether if you want to call it that allowed humans to communicate with beings that were trying to warn of multiple forms of human mutilation now keep in mind guys this is not one case of mutilation this has been occurring over and over and over again now the reason why is It's so rare is because they're mutilating people with Rh null blood types not Rh negative but Rh null And the reason for that is because Rh null has a particular molecule within it And it also by the way has the ghost particle within the blood I don't know how many but it has the ghost particle within it That is the same description of that of the psychedelic drugs that is the same type of energy radiating from underneath the UFO craft energy pictures that we've seen, and is also the same type of energy that is aer- that is radiating off of the artificial comet 67P from the Dainee race. Now, I know I might be jumping all over the place, but the point here is that, We have to understand there is a synchronistic connection here, that there is a constant battle, not between good and evil. It's not as black and white as that. But the point here is that ultimately these psychedelics give the ability to communicate with certain beings that do have humans' best intentions in a lot of ways, which is also why a lot of people have claimed to have encountered Pleiadian craft or Pleiadians themselves after consuming psychedelics. And I mean, look, let's be honest here. When we look at the energy emitting from rh blood, we look at the energy that emits from circuit, certain psychedelic compounds, we look at the ghost particle as well. What we're going to find is that the ghost particle neither has a positive nor negative charge, which up until a handful of years ago was scientifically impossible to even conceive of. And as I always say, it's fake or it's not real until it's real. You know what I mean? They always deny, deny, deny until suddenly, well, you know, this happened and it became real. And the reason why I bring this up is because this energy fuels the vest. And the vest is that in which provides an unlimited amount of energy, which means that therefore the mutilation of a human only needs to occur once. And then this energy is everlasting because the energy uses the ghost particle along with that si- that is sitting dormant within the RH blood bloodstream of the person that was mutilated to attach itself to the ether to create a form of energy that actually, as more things attack this force field, if you will, or energy of the vest, as they call it, the stronger the force field gets. It's not like in the movies where they shoot at force fields in Star Trek or Star Wars and it starts to weaken it. In fact, it is actually the opposite. And I have some evidence to prove this as well. If we take a look here at a book written by Michio Kaku, which his book, I believe, was called... um, The future of humanity, we're going to see here that he talks about, in some cases here, Einstein's theory of relativity and teleportation, and you might say, Dave, what does that have to do with mutilation? Well, the energy that it attaches itself to within the ether is the same energy that occurs within that of the attachment of wormholes and time-space travel. There is a deep interconnection here in many different regards, right? Now, let's take a look here at this particular quote and uh, from the book. We are right back to where we started. Negative matter or negative energy would be the missing ingredient needed to keep our warp bubbles as well as our wormholes intact. Stephen Hawking has proven a general theorem stating that all solutions of Einstein's equations that allow faster-than-light travel must involve negative matter or energy. In other words, positive matter and energy that we see in stars— can warp space-time so that it perfectly describes the motion of heavenly bodies, end quote. Now, which types of stars or comets or, you know, asteroids are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about the comet 67P from the DN race alright or the Diny race however we can pronounce that with that being said though notice when we take a look back back here faster than light travel must involve negative matter or energy now what does Rh null have that's so different than everyone else it has a form of negative energy at the slightest degree when you examine the isotopes within that of Rh null blood which is not even supposed to be technically real or possible but I guess I mean look it ends up being the case right so I know that I might have jumped a little bit all over the place, but I needed to describe all of the connections here. Now, to what connections do the Vatican or the Pope have with regards to the operations or surgeries that these bishops went through is hard to say. Could it be a form of ascension, a form of understanding, a meter, uh, a much more... Um, I guess we could say energetic and ascended world? Is it a form of being allowing the soul to be released from the soul trap that allegedly we are in after our physical bodies pass if our spirit is not awakened enough, right? So I want all of you to let me know what you think and we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers.